Hello everyone, uh, I really hope you enjoyed your holidays, uh, if you were away that is, uh, I have been away, so it's been quite a long time since uh, I've had such a nice long time off, so it's been a, a very relaxing time for myself and my family. But now we're back, and I hope you're going to carry on listening to what I have to say about some of the birds that I still want to get through, And but for now I'm going to talk about battises. Um I saw quite a lot of beautiful battises uh, this holiday and these small birds have such beautiful sounds when you hear them in the forest. Uh, they make, they're quite loud if you if you hear them. You look at the size of these little birds and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you do see them, both the male and the female, although most of the time they both uh, look a lot different, the male and the female, in a way. So the first one I want to talk about is the Cape battis. It's, it's, it's strikingly patterned. It's, a, it's hard to explain most of the time because most of the battises, all the males have got this lovely dark band around the throat with like a greyish head with a great crown. And all of them have seemed to have a black eye mask, you know, with a little white throat. But uh, no difference with this uh, Cape battis. Its back is brown though, and uh, with a, like a black rump and uh, it's got tail. And it's got rufous wings, which actually makes it a little bit different from the rest when you see the Rufous colours on the on the wing. The underparts are white, and as I said before, they've all got. Listen, most of them have this broad black band, but this one specifically has um, like rufous flanks. Uh, the female differ that the breast band is is narrow and it's not black. It's actually uh, a rufous um, coloured. Uh, but I'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, there's also a very small, like a rufous patch on the throat. But um, their sort of rufous wings, they, they and their flanks actually uh, distinguish them totally from, from any of the other better species in the region. So if you do see them, and you see the sort of rufous and the wings and the flanks, then you will automatically know, listen, I know what this little bird is. Uh, they basically found on the east coast regions of um, South Africa and basically upwards after you move up towards KwaZulu-Natal it goes upwards to the outer regions, more the western regions of the Kruger National Park I'm talking about, not west-west-west, just of the Kruger National Park and they all found mostly in lowland like this very arid green forest and um, even in sort of these vash, uh, vash, listen, these valley uh, bush bushlands, they are summer breeders. Um, and normally, most of them all copulate around about September to April, and they normally peak around about November and December. And uh, most of the battises, you must watch them. I'll try and sort of mention a few the way they sort of um, uh, court their courtship. It's, it's quite different in, in quite a few of them. But uh, of this one, the cape, it'll uh, fly around flapping its wings and does a little aerial display. And once they kind of land, they'll sort of lift their wings and raise their tails. <laughs> uh, it's quite lovely to see, if you ever get a chance to actually see it. Um, most, of the, most of the nests of these battises are little cup nests, uh, which are basically built by the male and the, and, the, and the female, but uh, mostly by the female. 
uh, of all these bettises that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the four different types of bettises that we have. There's a fifth one, but it's so so much higher north than where we are, uh, the pale bettis. So I'm not actually going to mention that at the moment. But they have these lovely, lovely small little round nests. And um, and they, they line their insides with like spider webs and they brush them around. And the, the amazing thing with these cape bettises is when the nest is nearly finished and the last of the materials are brought through, the female will actually jump in the nest and will slowly turn around to actually shape it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as per all the other bettises, I won't mention it uh, when I talk about the, the other ones, they, they normally line the outside with like green moss and and uh, all the low light, mostly when there's the very low light, but uh, firmly in a forked branch or against a trunk or something. And every year they'll build sometimes in the same nest or someone very somewhere very close to the to the old nest. Um, these ones during the breeding season, the uh, male and and the female will both um, uh, you know help sitting on these um, eggs. But they are both very, very territorial. Um, and you'll find this for all the battises. They're very aggressive. And they'll defend their territory from like any intruders, predators, or even humans at some stages. Um, they'll normally lay, the, well this one here, they'll lay about one to three eggs. Most of them like one to three or one to four um, eggs. And um, the court of is often given by the male, but the female will sometimes answer a little duet, uh, something like a sweet, sweet whistling sound on on that side. But uh, with the uh, cape, it's more like a that's me whistling. But you know what? I'm gonna actually play the sound for you now, rather. Okay, you will hear the sound. I'm just gonna play it for you now. Hopefully, it'll be loud enough. That was me whistling, by the way. Okay, so you you kind of get a um, a gist of of um, what the sound of of the Cape Battis is. When I play the other ones, you'll hear they're very very similar, uh, slightly different in tone or um, separation between between tones. But we'll get to those as we as we get to them. Okay, folks, now we're going to move on to um, another little bird, uh, the same pattises, but the same size as the, um, the pattises that we're talking about. Um, it's a very similar looking bird, but it's called the chin spot pattis. This is what the name is, chin spot pattis, and you know, it gets its name. Let me put it this way, the male is, like most of the other males, it's like uh, got a white breast all the way back with uh, black and white on its wings, but they have like a very broad black um, broad black band over its breast. And then normally they all got like very pale, I mean dark uh, like masks that go around their eyes and like a grey uh, forehead. And that, so that's what you see when you see the male. And you think, why the, why the chin spot? But it's from the female. The female has this really beautiful like deep chestnut uh, mark on its chin. And um, instead of the black band, it's got a chestnut band. Around its uh, around its chest, so it's very hard to sort of mix that up with any of the others. Uh, there is a slight difference between that and the um, I think it's the bird that I'll talk about the bird batters, but later. 
I'll talk about that just now. Um, they also two lay these very similar eggs to the Cabatis, and they're mostly made by the female, and the male comes and helps from time to time. Um, but the thing is with these ones, they'll they might stay empty for a while. So um, once they've decided, okay, now we're going to do it, um, the good deed, and then they'll have their eggs, one to four eggs, uh, sometimes, and um, then the um, female will then sit on the nest and initially she will just sort of uh, sit there and sort of uh, beg for food from the male. But a little later, as I said now, she'll start uh, sort of every half an hour she'll, I mean say later, about 10 days or 12 days, she'll uh, start leaving the nest and um, walk around and feed herself and get back on the eggs for another half an hour and just walk around another 15 minutes. But I've seen these um, uh, chin spot battises there. They normally hang around in pairs, but uh, there are quite a few around sometimes, especially if there's an owl around. And I've seen them mob. They actually go out and they mob the owl. They're very, very territorial as well, and they, they, they also defend their uh, nest viciously, <laughs> if I can put it that way. They're not scared. They, um, they normally feed on flies and beetles and insects and you know they like the same as the others um, but uh, the thing that you need to do is um, and I want to mention a bit later is is grab a bird book or a bird guide and and sort of have a look at these differences yourself uh, these birds can mostly be found in the sort of coastal regions but not right down to Cape Town from around about Port Elizabeth up to KwaZulu Natal in a small stretch in the coastal area and then further north up to northern Limpopo, which includes the whole of the Kruger area. So if you're in the Kruger area, you must probably 10 to 1 um, know that yeah, that this is uh, um, this is a chance spot baddest because they can be found within the Kruger. Um, the sound is very, very similar to the Cape Baddest, but it's a slightly more descending pitch and it goes a little lower like a lower top pitch like that. But you know what I do? I'm rather going to play the sound for you and then you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, the chin spot betis. Uh, let me just get the, on the, on the thing here. There you go. Yeah, you hear that? There's a slight difference. I'll play that and I'll play the Cape Battis now as well. Okay, that is the chin spot Battis. And the Cape Battis is more, see, but it's slightly quicker and more sort of uh, lower, a lower tone. And then you go back to the chin spot Battis. And you know why, the way I remember it, and it's just something that I do personally, you can hear that the, 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 the Cape Battis has got a slightly lower tone and the Chin Spot has got a slightly higher tone. Very similar. But I always think to myself, a Cape is lower down there, so it's a lower tone. The Chin Spot is up in your face, so it's an upper, upper, upper tone. But that's just, that's just what I do. So anyway, let's move on to the next one. Okay, now we're going to talk about the Woodward's Battis. To look at it, it's actually very, very similar to the Cape Battis. But the female has a much paler wash on its chin. As I said before, the other one is a very chestnut. And this one's got a much, the female has a very much paler 
um, wash on its breast. And the male is very similar to the um, chin spot. But the difference between this and the, and the rest of one is that this is the only male that doesn't have a black breast band. As you know, all the other males have got lots of black breast bands. But in its place is like a very pale uh, chestnut wash of, of a band that goes around the the, the front. The, un the unusual thing I noticed about these two is that the female has like orange-reddish eyes and the male has yellow eyes. Strange, but true. <laughs> if you're looking for this bird in, in, in South Africa, you must probably only find it in the far northern regions of, of, of KwaZulu-Natal. I'm telling you, you won't find it anywhere except around the far northern regions like Cozy Bay. It's actually listed as near threatened, but it's not that bad at the moment. But if you ever want to see it, you must go up towards Cozy Bay. And I'm telling you, this is the only place you're going to see this. And it's going to be a brilliant sighting. I myself haven't seen one. So I can't wait to, I'm definitely going to go up one of these days that I'm on pension now. And I'm going to go up there and try and find it and get some photographs of this um, beautiful little bird. All these birds, I didn't mention it prior, but all these birds are like 12 centimeters or 13 centimeters tall. That's like very small. They, 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 very, very, very small um, birds. And they have, this specific one also eats insects. Um, and it distinguishes itself slightly different in a strange way from all the other battises is when it sits, it actually doesn't stand or it, it squats almost like a frog. No, no jokes. And that's exactly what it does. It has a very shallow nest, um, very similar to the others, and they, they tend to lay around about one to three eggs. And them too, same as the others, very, very strong defenders of their nest. Um, but I'm really, really keen to sort of um, get a look at this bird. And I don't know too much about it myself, but, uh, you know, only the stuff that I have learned along the way and I've read about every now and again. It's got a very deliberate, very slow, like, whooping like call and it carries on for about 10 times um, but um, it actually reminds me a lot I don't know if you listened to one of my other episodes about the um, tinkerbirds but the yellow rump tinkerbird very very similar to that is have like 10 times you'll you'll hear this call so what I'm gonna do now I'm actually play the call for you and I'm going to just get it on the on the on the um, on the machine here, yeah? and um, it's the oh, sorry, I kind of made a little mistake. It's the same thing, but it's going to play it again just in case you didn't get it. Hear that? I'm actually whistling over it as well as you can hear it. I hope you actually heard that one. Yeah, so that's that's the um, Woodwoods Batis. Now I'm going to go into the last one that I want to talk about at the moment. I said I wasn't going to mention the pale. The pale is right near the top somewhere at the moment. You'd rather get a book and see if you can, if you're going that way, it's right in the, uh, 
I don't even think we've had a sighting down our way ever of of that of the pearl batis. But anyway, now we're going to move to the pyrid batis. Um, it, it's kind of like known as the pyrid puffback flycatcher or the pyrid puffback. It looks very similar, but in a smaller um, size as the puffbacks. I don't think I've actually spoken about the puffbacks. Uh, yeah, but it's also a striking looking bird. It's also only 12 centimeters big and the male looks almost identical to the chin spot. But if you look at the two, they look exactly the same, but it's flanks. They have a very slight grayish, like flecked bands. And and, and they're not normally, in the, they overlap their, where, where the, um, the, the um, boundaries are. They sort of overlap a little bit, but you'll, if you see one further down in the Northern Cape or the Cape, then you'll know definitely it's the Pirrit Batis rather than the Chinspot Batis as a, the female. Um, but the female um, is very much like the Cape Batis uh, in this case. Um, not the Chinspot, the, the Cape Batis. But it has a very paler uh, orange on its chin and uh, down its chest. It's very, very pale. But it has no other sort of coloring at all on its wings, as opposed to the um, as the other batis. And um, it's more just other than, you know, black and white. And it can survive mostly in semi-arid woodlands areas. And they're found in, in pairs. And they uh, these birds are actually so near endemic to South Africa. They just stretch up across. So if you looked at the map um, from basically uh, most of the Western Cape upwards to, you know, through Botswana on the left to to um, Namibia. I'm talking about sort of near endemic to Southern Africa, not South Africa is what I'm going to say. It just stretches a little bit over the boundary past, um, past um, at the top of um, Namibia. Up that way, um, they, as I said, they 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 can be found in these um, semi sort of arid areas, and what happens is they they're fairly sort of active uh, birds. They tend to jerk their heads and flick their tails. I think more 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 or less to you know to flush insects, but um, the call of the male tends to be a very typical batter's call and the female tends to join in near the end of its repertoire and um, you know she calls back at it and I'm just going to play it for you over here you put it batter's you'll all hear uh, the female answering the call after about it only sort of comes in not in the beginning uh, the male will call for a while and then the female will do some some um, answering as it were Did you hear the female? Did you hear the female answering there? Because I got a little tick tick in between. I'll play it again. There's the male starting. There's the female. You hear the female. <laughs> it's quite amazing the way these um, 
birds kind of like just talk to their to themselves. They also have um, a very small cup nest, in keeping with most of the battises mold. But um, we'll set it up in a very shaded area or kind of like dense bush, which is actually made by both partners, but boring, as uh, per all the rest of the battises, mostly by the female. Um, these, these ones specifically have a very um, fun way of uh, having a little courtship ritual that they kind of do. And uh, the male, uh, other than flying over the trees and then and calling all the time and fluttering around on top of the branches, he, he kind of stands tall with a puffed out throat while he's calling. He, and, and and once the courtship is on the go, the male will feed the female while she crouches and she flutters her wings, as they call it, the courtship feeding. And then um, they will normally lay around about one to four eggs, as you know most of the other ones. And as soon as the second one's down, then they will start brooding. And um, with with most of the abattises, the incubation rates are, off, are fairly good. You're know, looking above 68%, I would say, for most of the abattises in, in all spheres, you know. Um, but I'm just going to quickly go through um, a few things. I've, I've, I've spoken about these abattises, and I'm just going to remind you of a couple of the obvious things to look for. Uh, okay, let's say the K battis, remember, has like an orangey red eyes, and uh, they both have a very deep, male and female, have deep uh, rufous flanks. Um, most of the males on the uh, have this big black breastband, except the Woodwoods uh, battis, uh, that which has this um, like an orange, orangey type of um, breastband. That's the thing that sort of makes it. Little difference. The chin spot bat is the female, has a very deep chestnut color chin spot, and a chestnut board best band, and they also have uh, the male and female both have uh, yellow eyes. The uh, female prurit batis has a very pale chestnut wash under her chin and her breast, and she also has and both of them have very pale yellow eyes. But um, these ones will be in a different area than the rest anyway. So uh, the good thing is, and I keep telling you, I think most of the stuff is get out there and get yourself a very good bird guide either in a book or you can have one on your phone, and uh, especially with the calls. But mostly uh, looking at them and it will help you identify the, these uh, differences of these beautiful 12-centimeter little birds that you can hear. Most of the time you just sit at home, you can hear this, it's, it's quite sort of loudish, and um, you can think, oh, there's a better go outside and try and identify which is the one that's actually calling. Okay, listeners, um, that's again time for me to finish up on this uh, episode on the battises. There's just a lot more to these little birds, but you need to go up there and find them yourself and enjoy them. And I'll just say for now, you've listened to enough of my chatter. So until next time, happy birdie, uh, happy birding from uh, Beagle. Cheers.